Hey, y'all, this is Miranda with the God Has This podcast, where we lean on God for understanding, direction, and encouragement. I talked about on my last podcast the fear and insecurity I used to feel when trying to read my Bible. So as promised, I'm here with Reverend Leanne Burris to discuss how to read your Bible. Hey, Miranda. All right, Leanne. So I'm ready to read my Bible. Where do I start? So starting to read the Bible is a little different than starting to read most other books. I think logically we come to a book and we think open the front cover, start reading page by page until you get to the back cover. And while you certainly can do that with the Bible, and there are Bible studies that will prompt you and guide you through the Bible cover to cover, if you are just beginning to read the Bible, that is a very daunting way to do it. I would suggest starting with some books in the New Testament, then using some Bible studies to help you dig into the stories of the Old Testament. But I guess that brings up the question about what's even a New Testament and an Old Testament, huh? Yes, tell us, what is a New Testament and what is an Old Testament? So the Bible is divided into two sections, and they are called the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is about the first two-thirds of the Bible book that you have, and the New Testament is third. And the New Testament tells the story of Jesus coming to earth and the stories of his life and miracle, death and resurrection, and then the story of the church after the life of Jesus. The Old Testament tells the stories of the Hebrew people who became the nation of Israel before you get to the birth of Jesus. So the reason they're called old and new is because the time is separated between prior to Jesus and after Jesus. The word testament in Bible terms is synonymous with the word covenant, which is synonymous with the word promise. But you can also just put the word story in there and say this is the old story and the new story Um, And it's the story or the promise or the covenant of how God keeps his promises with his people. Thank you for clearing that up. I think for the longest time, I actually even had somebody say to me one time, um, I didn't even know what the Old Testament and the New Testament was. I thought they were two different books. And so I think that sometimes is a very confusing thing when you pick up a Bible and you say, okay, why are there two parts? Isn't it one Bible? So I appreciate you spending time and, and kind of explaining that for us. So do you have a special place that you like to encourage people to start? I know you say to start in the maybe the um, the New Testament, but is there a book that you would suggest? I would say if you want to learn about the person of Jesus, start with the first four books. And so we call them books, but you're they're going to look more like chapters if you're unfamiliar with a Bible. Uh, the first four books or chapters of the New Testament, they're the names of the men who are given credit for writing them, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, if you read them through um, in order, you're going to realize, oh, wait, I've already read this story. And yes, that's true. It's because it's Matthew's version of Jesus's story, Mark's version, Luke's version, and then John's version of Jesus's story. So you can pick one of those. Mark is the shortest and probably the fastest to read all the way through. 
I really like Luke because he tells a lot of human interest stories while telling the story of Jesus. Another place to begin is just with the Psalms, which is going to be in the center of your Bible. No matter what Bible you have, if you open it to the dead center, you're going to land in the book of Psalms. And they are songs and poetry that describe the human condition. So any mood you've ever had, you're going to find a psalm about that mood. And it can help you just to feel human and find words to pray, no matter what you're going through in a day. Right after the book of Psalms is a book called Proverbs. And those are little nuggets, sayings, wise words. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. You can read one a day and get through the book in a month. And they are very relevant to everybody's everyday walking around life. So I heard you mention um, no matter what version you have. So that leads me to believe that there are lots of different versions of the Bible. Is there one that you would recommend? Is there one that's right or wrong? Or what suggestions on which version of the Bible I'm going to buy if I'm going to buy my first Bible? There are lots of different versions of the Bible. There are denominations and churches that would say, this is the correct version of the Bible. So I'm going to give you the answer that I would give to someone at my church. And that is the version that you will read, (laughs) is the version that I recommend. Um, There are versions that have language that doesn't sound like language we use anymore because it was written literally centuries ago. And so people don't talk like that. That language has been updated, and you can find very modern texts that sound more like other books that you would pick up and read. And sometimes it's helpful to get those versions so that you can wade through deep theological thoughts without getting stuck on awkward or archaic wording. A great way to try out versions of the Bible is a website called BibleGateway.com. You can pick a verse or a chapter or something, search that in its own search engine, and then it will let you read it in lots of different versions. And you're going to find one that really speaks to you. Then you can search up that version of the Bible at your favorite bookstore retailer and buy that version of the Bible. And I'm going to jump in here, too, and say that um, even trying to pick a version of the Bible and open it was very daunting for me because I didn't understand where anything was. And even understanding there was a New Testament and an Old Testament, still very confusing. I actually learned a lot from my kids' Bibles. They're easy to read. I downloaded for Vivian this little cute Bible app on my phone, and it's animated, and they're just fun little stories, and they ask questions. And I watched it with her a lot. And it was so informative. I would look at my husband and be like, did you know that? And I mean, don't be ashamed to to look at a children's Bible. The Action Bible is another really good one. I recently bought one for my two thinking that it would be just an interesting way for them to start learning the Bible because just sitting down and reading it can be a little daunting. So I would throw that in there too. Don't, Don't feel bad if you have to go get a children's Bible. They are really helpful. Exactly. And there are teen Bibles. When you see a Bible that says like women's devotional Bible or first responders version of the Bible or things like that, usually what that means is that there's a 
devotional element in between the chapters of the Bible that take the story that you're reading from Scripture and help relate it to what an individual is going through in their own life, not that the Bible has changed or the message in the Bible has changed based on who's reading it. I love the Action Bible, too. That's what my little boys, my boys read when they were little. It's like a comic book version of the Bible. It's still the Bible word for word. It's just the format changes so that it becomes more attractive to the reader. I agree. It's it's very user-friendly. Okay, so I've picked my Bible, and I've sat down to read, and I don't understand something. What do I do? Can I Google it? I would recommend, instead of Googling it, using that website that I told you about earlier, something like that, BibleGateway.com. Another one that I use all the time is called BibleHub.com. Places like that are going to help you if you're just struggling with what does a word mean or what is this doing in the Bible. Here's the thing, though, Miranda. I recommend we read with other people while we use the Bible in our own private and personal devotion time, and we're supposed to, and that's good, and we need to do that. Being a Christian is a corporate activity, and reading the Bible is something that we can encourage one another to do and do with each other to gain understanding. Okay, so is there a wrong way to read the Bible? Yes, I do think there is. When we come at the Bible trying to prove our own preset ideas. If we use the Bible to beat somebody else up or to prove that we're right, we are strip mining God's word. My favorite professor in seminary used to tell us that his name was um, Ellsworth Callis. And Dr. Callis would say, don't strip mine the text. Don't go and steal beautiful nuggets of wisdom and use them for your own pleasure without realizing the value that it gives all of the scripture around it. You have to take the whole scripture as it is. So what that means is I want the Bible to form my ideas, my thinking, my wisdom, not that I would bring my thinking, my wisdom, my ideas to the Bible and form what the Bible means. I can remember when I first started reading the Bible, for me, it was really helpful to learn the outline. And so some of the studies that I did really focused on, this is kind of how the Bible is laid out, and this is who the major players are. That way, when I picked it up, I wasn't so terribly confused about what was going on. As I started to learn a little more, dawned on me, it's important to know where the Bible verse is in context, who it was spoken to, the time frame that it was in, and maybe the events that were going on. Can you talk about that just a little bit? Exactly. And like I already talked about with the Old and New Covenant, realizing the time frame that something was written or who was saying it, you're, you're, you're describing that exactly right. The Bible has dozens of authors written over multiple countries and even continents and over hundreds and hundreds of years. So every voice in there is a little bit different. The consistent message is that this is the word of God spoken for the people of God. But from there, you get lots of different personalities and cultural context. So 
beginning to read the Bible, you're not going to pick up on all of that nuance. It's all going to be um, like almost like History 101 and an exploration of a, of a new place and time. But the beautiful thing is that you can be 10 years into reading the Bible, 20 years, 40 years, 80 years into reading the Bible, and it's still a new and refreshing activity, not only because the depth of context that exists in this incredible library of books, but because the Bible is also the living word of God, not just a history book. Leanne, thank you for being with us today. This was incredibly helpful, and I hope that it is encouraging for you ladies to go home and read your Bibles. Today's scripture references and books and websites are found in the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please click the subscribe button. And remember, sharing this podcast is a great way to encourage a friend.